Welcome to Your Morning Cup with Iben's Academy. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kara. And today we're really excited because we're going to start this episode by drawing a card. We wanted to connect with the High Frequency Human Collective of Earth and have a look-see about what to talk about today. Can I first make a comment? Of course. Do you notice how in our openings, like, we kind of have a perfectionist thing going on? (laughs) Have you met us? (laughs) Do we need to restart? (laughs) No, it's great. I just, like, laugh and giggle because I love driving to the res and I love that every time you listen to it, it's, like, kind of slightly different (laughs) intro to the podcast. For us, it's like, we can't do it. (laughs) It has to be the exact same. I'm sure maybe there's little bits here and there, but we've got some perfectionist things going on. Yeah. Yeah. And when you work with Inaya, you're working with formlessness. That's true. Larry does so good with formlessness. He does. Thank goodness for Larry. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bringing some structure to formlessness. Totally. (laughs) Yay, Team Larry. Yay, Team Larry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're connecting to the High Frequency Human Collective. Yes. And we are using... Of Earth. Oh, yeah, I've heard. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Well, there's, yeah, I have to be specific. We're using the deck from Kyle Gray, the Angels and Ancestors Oracle card deck. This is the same deck that Inelia has used in the Emergency Lecture series. And if you want to learn more about how to use Oracle cards in a street smart, high frequency way, check out the Emergency Lecture series because Inelia goes into her mystical methodology of how to do cards and use them for high frequency guidance so that's what ashley is doing right now so check out the series if you want to learn more how to do that okay we're just shuffling a deck what should we talk about today i've got my morning cup of tea here (laughs) Okay, will you split the deck? Absolutely. Cutting the deck. Cut the deck. Split the deck. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. So what are we going to talk about today? Ooh, let's see. Oh my gosh. Ooh, gorgeous card. We have the Air Guardian. Shift Shift your your perception. perception. Ooh, right. Let's check it out. What does this card want to tell us the high frequency human collective of earth want to tell us do you want to describe it for everybody well just looking at the card it's a really beautiful card what pops for me first it's a picture of a a woman and she's got this very grand beautiful headdress on and her hair is blowing in the wind uh, and she's looking right at you in the card uh, but what what popped for me when I first looked at it was the wings that she has uh, they almost look like angel wings but they could be even like bird wings you know um, and also her headdress really stood out as well it looks like she's this very big sacred power object that she uses to enhance her perception which that's what it says on there shift your perception and actually, before the podcast started, Ash and I were talking about the element of air <laughs> and connecting with the element of air. So that's that's a pretty cool, Very cool. synchronicity yes. there. Yes. 
Uh, for me, the first thing I noticed was the headdress as well. That's really popped for me. And uh, her eyes also. Um, with the headdress, it's just, there's a femininity to it. There's this flowingness to the whole image as well that really flows with the headdress and the style. Uh, the artwork, which of course goes in line with the air. Um, and then just her eyes, it's like there's so much behind them. It's just drawn with like a way that there's like the, a lot of wisdom there. And shifting your perspective, really you could tap into other perceptions of wisdom, right? When shifting your perspective or perception, I should say. Okay, let's read what they have to say about this card. So the message is, change the way you think and you will change your whole reality. Ooh, <laughs> change your mind, change your life. <laughs> the Air Guardian card represents the angels of the air element. Traditionally, air is all about thoughts, thinking, and everything that's happening in the mind. So these angels can help you to uncover any thoughts that you have, come back to haunt you from the past and to this and to see the world more clearly. They are guiding you to change the way you think about certain situations, as this could be standing between you and greatness. The extended message is, when this card arises, it's an opportunity to learn about your way of thinking. You are being guided to recognize that not all you see is exactly the way you see it. Sometimes the mind can play games and sometimes our perceptions can be wrong. If you are being challenged or feel that there's a lack of clarity in the direction in your life at the moment, there's a good chance the way you're thinking or what you're focusing on has a lot to do with that reality. You are being guided to open your eyes and your mind, go beyond any limits you have you have set for yourself and recognize that the way you see the world is how you will experience the world. Opportunities are moving in your direction, but they will only open up for you if you are, if you are ready to do the internal work to support them. Mm. Very cool card. I love that we, we literally (laughs) just use the, the, uh, the air essence. And our third eye essence, too. And our third eye essence. Which is also about perception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this feels so relevant because the element of air alchemically represents the mental realms, thinking, thought, cognitive, cognition, and also it's a very connective element. We all are connected through air on this planet. Humans need air to breathe, and even like the trees, the plants bring the air that we breathe and vice versa we give the air that they breathe and what we've been talking about and looking at for the last couple weeks especially with um, the upcoming emergency lecture series it's all about shifting your perspective of the split like Mm -hmm. that's really what the series is about it's like we're here we're going through a split there's a lot of stuff going on clearly it's been a wild ride the last year and a half and it's really how do we respond, right? And w- what the series goes into a lot and talks about at great depth is how do you shift your perception for a high-frequency outcome? Mm-hmm. So this seems like a very clear gu- guidance from the human collective of Earth to 
have your eyes wide open, be aware of your programs and look, really look and see what's happening from a place of empowerment and conscious choice that you can shift your perception in a higher frequency way. Yeah, well said. So I think in relation to case studies, why don't we talk about a little bit about sometimes where maybe we've shifted our perception and it's just totally changed our reality. Ooh, yeah. We've <clears throat> probably got a lot of examples, huh? I can think of one example. <laughs> just one. one. Just one okay. for now. Okay. Tell us. <laughs> so um, let's see. Where does this story begin? So I um, was carrying a belief, if you will, that um, it was it all stemmed to unworthiness. Yeah, it was a program on unworthiness. And at one point in time, um, I was going to the shaman shack on a regular basis because I think it was like over last the last year or so during the colder months um, in the winter and fall season. And I would go over and they they have an amazing soaking tub there outside for those of you who don't know. And it's right along the creek and oh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. So gorgeous. And Larry and Fred are just amazing. <laughs> they're, they're wonderful grooms of Gaia. And they would, the soaking tub, you have to like stoke a fire and get it going. And it's like, it takes time. <laughs> way more fire skills than I've ever had in my life. <laughs> the first fire I ever lit was when I moved to the Olympic Peninsula. So, you know, it, it takes some skills. And so the end time. And so they would put all that time and effort to help like get it going. And, and then the fire, um, as it heats up, heats up the water. Anyway, um, I was going, uh, I'd say not like fairly often, um, to go over and soak. But when I would go, it was purposely going to soak in the tub and I would show up and, okay, I'm going to, to do my soak. And after it's done, I, you know, I always had this kind of energy or feeling in me of a perception that they didn't invite me over and I invited myself over. So, um, I'm just going to like be as little bit of a problem as possible <laughs> and not impose on their evening. And so I just kind of like, okay, thanks so much for setting the fire in my bath. And now I'm going to go. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then like, it's funny, like come to find out later, like there was another perception that, um, you know, that it it's like the folks on the other side are like, what? She doesn't want to hang out with us. Why does Ashley leave so fast? She doesn't like us. <laughs> or, you know, who knows what, right? But, like, things like that were, were coming off because I would, like, rush out so quickly and I wouldn't hang out. And it wasn't until I had a shift in my perception and awareness that actually, like, I made an assumption that they didn't, like, I would be interrupting their evening. And um, once I realized that, no, like, this is great. They want to actually hang out. This isn't an interruption. Then I could, we could just hang out and have a good time and enjoy each other's company. So it, it was like a, a small thing, but it was actually a really big thing because in a lot of ways I saw how that assumption and that perception that I had based off of this program of unworthiness and, you know, like, oh, I don't want to disrupt and take up too much space or whatever. Um, based off of that, I had like built this whole way of interacting with my tribe. And it actually had built this like separation that was just like growing and growing and growing between um, myself and, and the tribe or members of the tribe. 
And once I was able to become aware of it, shift my perception, it completely changed. And now when I go over, for better or for worse, <laughs> for Larry and Fred, um, like it, it really is an opportunity. We get to hang out. We just have a good time. And I'm not holding back thinking I'm imposing mm-hmm. or social norms and what's like what, what would be the right thing. They didn't ask me to be here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are just, it's like drop it, mm-hmm. you know. it's it's We've established a relationship enough that I know now, like, that's okay. Like coming and hanging out with them is is totally fine. Yeah, just be you. It's probably less tiring too, right? You can just be you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then like, you know, things start to build and perceptions start to build off of those type of experiences because then I kind of would feel like, oh, maybe there's something weird going on. Then, you know, you're picking up on on the interaction with mm-hmm. people in that situation and then looking at it through your filters. Mm-hmm. So then, like, it could fester, things like that. And it was so nice. Once I dropped it, I was like, oof, done. Nice. And much better. Yeah. How did you become aware of what was happening? In other words, before you shifted your perception, like, how did you see it? Um, I think it started coming up. Actually, there was a time where you and I had a conversation, and I don't remember the particulars about the conversation. But there was a time where that was coming up and somehow it made me think of this and like the the worthiness and connecting with my tribe mm. and like think of this dynamic, right? And some and it's a dynamic, it's like to your point is once you're done with it, it's like, oh, wow, what a relief. Okay. It's like this thing that you're maintaining that mm. you don't realize is causing, is like taking some energy and effort. Um, and then through my training with Anelia, uh, focusing at one point, I was really focusing on becoming more available mm-hmm. and being more emotionally available to people and to my tribe. And what does that mean? And I, I had a perception that that meant, oh, if you have like, a, you know, you're in a hard situation or having a tough time, I'll be there for you. And that's emotionally available. But what I learned through that experience was that's not actually the case. What emotionally available it, availability is, is actually spending time together. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, that. I guess I could say that was another piece of it. So as I started becoming aware of what's emotionally available and what is it to be emotionally available to others, then I could look at it and I was looking at it and figuring out how could I be emotionally available and realizing that I wasn't emotionally available in that situation. And then, of course, you know, Anelia dropped some truth on in my direction. <laughs> I was like, oh, so much. This all makes so much more sense. And the different perceptions going on. And, and then I could see that in that particular dynamic, how I created some separation for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's amazing how our programs can filter our perception (laughs) yes even just that program of like what does it mean to be emotionally available or what makes a good friend a good friend it's like yeah when we're there for tough times it's like yeah but what about like the rest of life (laughs) right (laughs) there's like this whole other aspect to having fun and going out and doing things together and sharing interests right (laughs) right well and it's kind of like looking at this card right this air guardian card and 
that flowing energy of the wind and how it can just like change directions like so quickly without almost well really like it looks like any effort and that it can just pivot and then maneuver and then if something's kind of blocking it it just works around it Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so it's um it's almost like that too in a sense of that emotional aspect of it's not it doesn't have to be one particular way and you could be fluid in the way that you're engaging with people um in a way that's comfortable and respecting your boundaries of course but um there's that that element of hey we can just sit on the couch and watch television together Mm -hmm. or we can go for a beach walk together Mm -hmm. or we can make breakfast and banana pancakes (laughs) right um there's so many different ways that you can spend time and you also feel into what's right in the moment Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be so structured Mm -hmm. yeah this feels very relevant to what the card says here air guardian and even just what you just described, even like connection and having fun together and baking pies or going for walks, that still feels like a way of guarding your frequency. You know, it's like doing high frequency things to make sure your frequency stays high. And and that connection of, you know, fostering our relationships so we're not just there when people are having a tough time. You know, light workers mm-hmm. generally like to save and martyr themselves in the process and Mm -hmm. that's not really it right so even that like shifting our perception to how can we be there for others in a high frequency way but do so from a space where we are guarding our own frequency and and making sure we're good and like we're high frequency so we don't you know fall into old programs or bad habits well and i think we've talked about this in the podcast before but i know we talked about this earlier this evening about covering your bases Mm -hmm. right taking care of your physical body what does he or she need water food rest (laughs) fresh air a walk on the beach in the forest whatever it is playtime with your pup And that right there, just listening, connecting, paying attention to your physical body can really make, it can make a huge difference to your ability to connect. I find it so fascinating how one person can have one experience and Mm -hmm. another can have such a different (laughs) experience, but it's the same reality or the same circumstance. Right. And that's what this perception card feels like to me is like, and there's so many examples to go into. Um, but it's like, same situation, totally different responses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it kind of feels like that, you know, how can we shift our perception in a way where we're doing so in a high frequency way? Um, or even just becoming aware, like expanding our awareness and broadening our perception. I think that can be a big part of a shift too. And realizing the connection we have as high frequency beings so for example back when the split was first starting like physically becoming obvious with the whole coronavirus thing um you know there was a lot of tension in my then marriage tension being like my spouse at the time was totally buying it the story the narrative 
and I wasn't. And it was a huge rift, obviously, right? And one thing led to another, and my high-frequency tribe, you and Enelia and Larry and others in in my tribe and my entourage, helped me to shift my perception and see that this is a higher self-choice, that in some ways I was giving my power away, that I was walking on eggshells, and in a lot of ways, um, I decided to end it and end the marriage and split, literally. And in a lot of ways, this felt like a failure to me. Like, oh my God, I failed my marriage. Or how did I not do this sooner? Like all the signs were there and now I just saw them and, you know, all these things. But what I didn't see at the time, and this helped me shift my perception about so many things, it's that I had orchestrated the people in my life to help me see that at the time when I needed it most, especially when surrounding myself consciously with high frequency people. And this is why it's so important to find your tribes and have Mm -hmm. high frequency connections because Mm -hmm. even in that time of need, right, I had orchestrated other people, other beings, other connection points in my life to help me shift that perception and move into something more more resonant mm-hmm. with the path that I had chosen at a higher self level. So these shifts can come in so many different ways, right? And the biggest thing of it, or at least it feels like, is regardless, you're not alone, mm-hmm. right? Just like you going over for a bath, you know, or me figuring out, oh, I need to divorce my husband. <laughs> These shifts, they they don't necessarily happen in isolation, right? You, oh, for sure. You got good counsel and good feedback and support and same, you know? And that that's important. The more eyes, the more we can see, you know? For sure. And, you know, it's just like the same, wow, the realization that viruses don't really exist and maybe our immune system doesn't either in the way that we think anyways yeah. in the way we think that we yeah and just that alone is like oh my gosh what does that mean mm-hmm. right like you don't necessarily and I don't know enough about it yet to know the you know the nuts and bolts of how the body works in the immune system in that way and the perceptions of one sickness when when you're near them, another person's sickness and you're near them. But it's not necessarily that you need to be concerned about, like, quote, unquote, catching something. Mm, right. <laughs> right. And, like, that alone, that, that changes. Because that right there, if you're not walking around being concerned about catching something from another person, mm. then you know, you can drop another program of separation. Right. Right? That's such a massive shift yeah. in perception. Just the possibility yeah. of the virus isn't real. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a game changer, right? Right. How many realities would shift? Well, I'm <laughs> listening to Dr. Tom Cohen, and we'll, we'll link in the show notes, um, but how even just listening to how he describes how to isolate Mm -hmm. a virus right it's (laughs) It's like wait this hasn't actually really been proven no it's ridiculous so that's one perception 
uh, our perspective. And then another, with, uh, when you're mentioning about having your tribe and high frequency tribe, and it's, you, I think you touched on such a great point, having your allies and your entourage. Because, um, for example, falling in love, right? And if you've done Anelia's relationships sex love, love and soulmates, and soulmates course <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one we'll link it um then you you've you've heard how your awareness shrinks when you're falling in love literally that's why it's fall mm-hmm. you know because you're falling in love your level of awareness shrinks you no longer can see things from this larger perspective that maybe you had seen in the past and I've been through that experience of falling in love mm-hmm. and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so used to having this expanded awareness and do I do my mystical work and this, that, and the other. This is crazy. <laughs> I can't form sentences. What's going on? Right. <laughs> but I remember going through that and then, and then like turning to my tribe and turning to my allies and it's like it's okay Mm -hmm. we're here with you don't worry like we we will keep our eyes wide open through this Mm -hmm. right and it's not like shifting responsibility to your tribe or your allies but it's engaging them in and just having that interaction and awareness and if there's something maybe that they perceive or you know something that comes up and you're not you know you can have those conversations I can say Kara what do you think about this I've been exploring this experience or this situation that happened and even being open to say hey Ash you know maybe we could look at that (laughs) and they might not even be bad it could be good things too it could be like oh my gosh that's so cool Mm -hmm. so it's just another aspect of like we are not meant to live in isolation. We are not meant to thrive and flourish in isolation. And in fact, I I'm I believe you can't thrive and flourish alone. Mm-mm. You can do those things with others, however. Yeah. Yeah, we're a collective species. It's impossible to be isolated. I mean, yeah. you're on a desert island, cut from everyone else. Like, you're still connected with your environment at some level. even if you're quote-unquote disconnected from the collective yeah it's just the illusion of separation is so insidious and it it was a choice right and that's what the split is all about is the high frequency side of the split has decided to drop the illusion of separation and to expand awareness and to develop new high frequency ways of doing things and that's a massive shift Mm -hmm. in perception on the planet for sure and that's what the split is about but it can happen in in the littlest of ways and in the biggest of ways and one thing that i love about our tribe is i feel like we're constantly learning new things and sharing resources and info and tools and things and it's just amazing i think we were just like saying the other day like how it feels like Almost everything we've learned is just wrong (laughs) in a topsy-turvy, whether it's like how we think the heart works or viruses or even the food we eat and what's What's healthy. Yeah, like we're talking about dandelions and how like we were growing up, you know, taught that dandelions are like weeds and we put all these toxic chemicals on them to get rid of them because they make our perfect green manicured lawns look icky yucky or whatever social program and they're like you know 
pure vitamin C and this amazing remedy and support for the human body. And and they grow like a weed. And they grow like a weed. <laughs> and they're everywhere. And eating it locally, like, from your own yard is, like, so beneficial. I'm drinking dandelion tea. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, like, oh, everything we've learned just feels topsy-turvy. And honestly, like, that's okay. I feel like that's a good sign of seeing we're having a shift in perception. Agreed. Which is awesome. So... We're on the right track, dropping the illusion, which yes. is good. And, you know, we're not alone. The more perceiving done by others and us, then the more we can see as well. Okay, I have one more example Go of shifting my perspective. Yeah, let's hear it. Our perception. So, uh, with work, right, with my nine-to-five day job, I... I'm a workaholic. Hello, my name's Ashley, and I'm a workaholic. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. <laughs> this is where you say, I'm Karen. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Kara. I'm also a workaholic. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I love working. I know. It's also, at the same point, there's there's good and bad things behind it, as, as anyone could imagine. Um, and with it is really interesting when... I started to open myself up to have more community and be engaged in more high-frequency projects. And even with starting iBenz Academy, it was like my work was exploding. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's so much work to be done. I just need to work like 24-7. And there's just so much work I have to do. And I kept being in the perception like there's all this work that needs to be done. I need to do it. And it needs to happen now. And I'm so busy and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't till finally, I've done, a, a fortunately, a lot of training and mentoring with Anelia. <laughs> it really helps. But finally, I started to see that it, okay, this is me putting ownership on my work outside of me. Because I needed to do it because I'm a manager. I needed to do it because of a CEO. I needed to do it because of a contractor. Da, 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 whatever reason. I'm putting those reasons like externally rather than realizing my own creation mm-hmm. in the process, right? So I was giving my power away in that process. So once I shifted my perspective to realize that I'm making my work busy, mm-hmm. I'm making my days full and crazy, quote unquote, or whatever it is. And so if I'm doing that, I'm the like, the common denominator mm-hmm. in the entire situation, <laughs> then I can actually change it. Right. Right. That's such that a, changed everything. That changed everything. Everything. Yeah. Yep. Becoming consciously aware of it is like the first step. Right. Because it's like so easy to blame and play victim aggressor. Like I'm a victim. I'm so busy. And I've totally been through that experience too. Oh my gosh. You know, this has happened to me. Like that's the victim energy. Right. But until we realize, oh, wait, this is a victim-aggressor cycle. Oh, okay, okay, now I see it. Like, boom, step one, mm-hmm. taking conscious ownership of, all right, I was indulging in that. All right, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and then responding, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a change of habit or doing the fear processing exercise or maybe even just how you change your behavior or relationships with your work or colleagues like big difference so yeah becoming consciously aware of our patterns our programs that in of itself can be life-changing oh for sure 
if I'm ever subconsciously trying to, let's say, sabotage or like somehow shrink my my energy or my my awareness field or anything using my work is like my go-to perfect excuse (laughs) perfect thing i'll just like boop Mm -hmm. okay now my work's just gone crazy i'm sorry i'm too busy i can't do anything Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it's been and admittedly it's even been coming up lately whenever we start launching new courses and have all this energy going uh my work starts picking up all of a sudden and so now at least that that dynamic how i use my work to uh limit myself mm, right is something that i haven't fully let go of at the same time it's way better mm-hmm. and now i notice it yeah. and i can pick up the signs mm-hmm. right and i can oh okay that's what's happening all right well i don't want to do that anymore mm-hmm. so let's change that and then that's a whole other that's another conversation. <laughs> That's the instant manifestation workshop we can talk about another day. Yeah. Or even before that, it's like the limitations, you know, how how is it serving you, right? Like how does the work excuse serve or how does the the bad spouse or the obnoxious kids or the poor health or whatever, like these programs. Oh, yeah, the mandates from the government, the requirements at the school, the neighbors, the aunties, uncles, grandmas, grandpas, everybody. How do these limitations serve us? And definitely an amazing course. I highly recommend taking it. Um, But one of the main takeaways I had from that for for me personally in that experience or taking that class is realizing just how much blame I put on everything else for the state of my life when really like I'm in charge of my life. I'm the one responsible, able to respond to situations. And when we really look at what is this limitation and how is it serving us, like how is being really busy at work serving us? You know, it's it's a way to limit power for not going all in or maybe sabotaging good relationships or not being fully in our physical bodies or whatever. Like there's so many things that come up. And again, just be, being aware of what's happening can be that first step, you know. Um, and then we can use some of the tools to process and change our programs in a conscious way and that's when we kind of get into the workshop stuff like you (laughs) said but yeah it's just amazing how shifting our perception you know it's it's so transformative it's massive it can be anyways if we if we allow it to be so on that note i guess the question remains and to the audience Listeners out there, we're talking to you. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) What in your life could you benefit from shifting your perception on? Maybe there's something that's feeling heavy. Maybe there's something that feels like it's not easy. Um, Who knows what it might be? But, you know, the telltale signs, Mm -hmm. right? When there's a little bit of a red flag, discomfort, unease, feeling disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those can be signs of that. Um, And then looking at what if I had a different perception Mm -hmm. in this? I think Adelia has um, said it, and I don't recall where she got it from, but the phrase of what would it look like if this was easy? Mm -hmm. Like, what would this feel like if this was easy? Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, that 
right there. It just makes such a huge difference in the moment. That's such a powerful tool. Like if it, it like it's so great. It uses the daydreaming, the power of the daydream to shift your perception on something almost instantly. Like what would it look like if work wasn't busy? What would it look like or feel like if I didn't have to work? Hmm. What would it look like? The possibilities are endless, right? But even just asking that simple question can do so much to shift our awareness or help us spot programs or even what limitations we might have, whether consciously or not, to keep that game going, right? And yeah, that's powerful stuff. So yeah, great tip and suggestion. What would it look like if it was easy? (laughs) So yeah, that's the guidance from uh, the High Frequency Human Collective of Earth. Hey. The Air Guardian. Thank you, us. Thank you, us. (laughs) That's great guidance. Shift your perception. Yeah. All right. Well, I think my cup is almost empty. Well, now it feels full. (laughs) My cup is full and yet our teacup is empty. There you go. (laughs) My cup is full and my teacup is empty. So it's time to sign off. But thanks for joining us again here at your morning cup with iBenz Academy. See you next time. Ciao.